Hey, Wiz. How you going, matey? Good, mate. Another episode. Looking forward to it, mate. It's been a big week for Caps. It's been a big week for Caps. Thought I'd put the back out. Now I've got a, <laughs> now I've got a thing in my um, urinary track. What do they call those things? It's a kidney things? stone. Kidney stone. How big is it, mate? Seven millimetres. From the ground? Yeah. That's like how big is your penis? Where I said six inches from the ground. Ah, very good. I was good. addicted to big brother. But I'll be right, mate. All good. You'll be okay? Getting taken out Tuesday just for my endearing fans and you can just send money and letters and chocolates. Yep. So yeah. any, any kind of donations, really? Same day surgery. We'll be right. I'm tough. Uh, Nikki D, keep quiet. It's too early in the show to hear your voice. Uh, mate, how's last week's show, Nat Ellison? Yeah, mate, how good was she? Mate, she's unbelievable. Her new single, We Are The Heroes, out now, yes. live. Make sure you don't get it. Fantastic voice. We played that uh, song on our show last week. Great song. It, it was great. Great song. Very, very, very happy to meet her last week. I was very happy to Nikki D. You've been told she was you like Simon. To, she didn't want to go home. It was fantastic. I was going <laughs> to make, make her a beard. Yeah, her you Simon, uh, Jimmy Hocking, new single, new album out on the show last week. Legend of the Australian music scene. Yes, uh, he was a great guest. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, we've got some great shows coming up. Wiz, we've got Jack Levi, who is also known as Elliot Goblet, coming ah. up. Uh, like a any relation to Levi Jeans five hundred ones? He might be, mate. I don't know. I've actually done a couple of jobs with uh, Goblet. Very funny. You have. He's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, he was big, it was big on Hey Hey. He was big on Hey Hey. He's going to be on the show tonight on Hey Hey. Uh, we've also got the Band of Brothers, uh, my mates. Simon Hosford, Jason Vorher, Paul and John O'Brien coming into the studio with us in a few weeks to celebrate the release of a new single. Shit art. Uh, it's going to be phenomenal. What about Simon's lead break? About S- Helen? Mm, I know. Remember Eruption. Remember, remember in my land room a couple ha- weeks ago? How could I forget that? I had 16 neighbours tell me off. <laughs> yep, and that was just on one side of the road. I had eruption, I eruption in my pants after the lead break. You'll pole vault into the toilet again. Yeah. I'm a poor man, Simon. You are, certainly. Uh, we've got Nick Barker, the legendary Nick Barker, coming up, and we've also got comedian Chris Franklin coming up on the podcast. He's a funny prick. He really is a funny prick. He's up in WA at the moment doing some work. He texted me tonight saying he's off for the next three days. I hired him once. So I'm not sure what he's going to get up to. He bought that song, that funny... The bloke. Did, did he song out, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it was a rip-off of uh, Bitch, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. He's a funny prick. He loves VBs, doesn't he? So that makes all the musicians in the room happy, knowing that uh, another comedian had a number one single. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it's like Don Burke being a best-selling author. Yeah. Um, mate, Wizards Weekly, back, sack and crack. What has been happening with you? I know you've got some back issues. What's yeah, going yeah, on? yeah, yeah. I get the massage every week, so body's a bit wounded. Yeah. So I thought he's put, put the disc out, so I've given him a serve, and he goes, oh, You've been hobbling know, around a bit for a couldn't, few days. Couldn't be that. So I went to doctors, and they said, get an MRI, and this. Bit of a stone there. There's a stone in there. So been, been, what, what been, are you going to do about it now? Been what happens? Oh, they just laser it out and they break it up. When does that happen? And you piss it out or you, what goes back to your liver. Yeah, right. Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday. Like I'm a tough prick, I'm resilient. You are resilient. I burst appendix, I've been fucking scratched eyeballs, <laughs> I've got a penis enlargement. <laughs> Fuck, when's it, when's it stop, mate? Mate, oh. I, I want to know, yeah. I mean, if you've had that uh, kidney stone in there, imagine how much higher you would have gotten those hang times if yeah. you didn't have to carry that weight around. And the, like, the surgeon told me last year, was that, it's a, oh, it's only three mil, that'll, that'll just disintegrate. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's going to come back and help me, because now yeah. it's seven mil. Yeah. You prick. That's unbelievable. Well, lucky you're not paying by the kilo. Uh, oh, shit, yeah. shit. So, um, you know, Hey Hey It's Saturday celebrates its uh, 50th anniversary uh, to the day today since the day it debuted. Great show. I was that, in Red, Red Faces. Had a Warwick Cap look like. They did. Uh, the I show was... I love that show. The show was a cultural phenomenon. Uh, there's um, There's been nothing of that sort of calibre to, you know, boost the careers 
yeah. of aspiring musicians and comedians since. Everyone used to watch Countdown then over, over to Hey Hey, didn't they? Fantastic. Well, ABC. yeah, we used to... Hey, hey, on a Saturday night, you put it on, and then once that was finished, you'd, you'd hit the road and go out and see a band. Footy, footy replay for half an hour, see the Swans highlights. <laughs> see Barry around do his magic. Yeah, I mean, 30 minutes, that's only enough to get your highlights in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that, that takes about six weeks. That's a, <laughs> that's a, rusty, that's a rusty set anyway. Well, um, as, a, uh, as, as, as you know, Simon Hosford's a part of the T-Wiz alumni here, and uh, being that there's a special occasion with Hey, Hey, and, yep. and uh, an, another landmark event, it on Wednesday, the 6th of October, it marked the one-year anniversary of the passing of the legendary guitar player, Reddy Van Halen. Legendary, si- yep. Simon was a part of a, an online, like a global tribute to him that went for about eight hours online around the world the other really? day, which was absolutely phenomenal. So that. we're welcoming a last-minute addition to the podcast. Let's welcome him back. Mr. What's, oh, that's, that's the cash. He's won the cash. Yes. It's Ca- cash, not cash. It's Simon Hosford. Hey, how are you, buddy? You're both going to be getting cash when I get sponsors. Just give me a couple, three months <laughs> and we're going to look after everyone. It's because the cash has got an S in it, the cash sign. That's why. That's what it is. That's what yep, it is. That is the capital yeah, yeah. S too. Yeah. Yep. You yeah. enjoyed your lead break three weeks ago. We went up there and... Yeah. Smashed cops, it out. Cops came around. Cops a bit loud. Seven eight speakers around sound, and I had a fucking good time. <laughs> you, you certainly did, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Eddie Van Halen, one year on. Yep. Uh, the uh, talk talk us through what what was going on on YouTube on Wednesday. So we did a um, uh, like a an open house barbecue style live YouTube podcast where we just had special guests coming in from different parts of the world, depending on whatever time zone they were in. And so, um, so uh, yeah, me and a couple of the other hosts, Andrew and Kurt, managed to stay on most of that eight hours, except for a couple of bathroom breaks, of course. Yep. And, um, and yeah, and then did, we had some wonderful guests coming in and out, and we were all just um, – we didn't want it to be too solemn, you know. It was really a celebration of all the things that we remembered about – about Ed, you know, and and did you do his, do his lead break again? I didn't do his lead break this time around. There was just, too there was too much chat. Just a bit of chat. That yeah, fantastic. Yeah, there was too much chat. I, I did see there was a few guys that had their axe around their neck. Yeah, look, some people like to wear their axe around the neck, but yeah. I, for me, it was more about the chat than yeah. the, you yeah. know. Yeah, trying to be yeah, wankers, yeah. were they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be. You've already, yeah. you've already made it. Yeah. Aussies, Aussies don't put the uh, the axe around the neck. You You're know. like Rusty. You've already made it. <laughs> <laughs> big, big worldwide. Yeah, it was good though. We we had a lot of fun, and um, um, I was I was sipping on vodkas, and by the end I was I'd actually just had my second jab as well, so I was really woozy. Yep. And then uh, that plus sipping on some vodka, we had it. We had a good time. Yeah, we'll, right. We'll have a look. We'll have a look later. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we will. We'll so, who who are some of the notable people that may have joined you on that uh, on that show over the course of the eight hours? We have uh, Caleb Rappaport from Nerd Halen, which are an LA. Van Halen tribute show, but they dress like in sort of almost ACDC school uniforms and they wear glasses oh. and stuff, so they they look like nerds. Is that their name? Nerd but Halen. playing Van Halen, Halen. so yeah, they right. call themselves Nerd Halen. Yep. Sound all right? Yeah, yeah, they're really well known and they're a fantastic band. So we had yep. Caleb on from that for a little while. Yes. We also had um, Brian Young, who lives in Texas now, but he was David Lee Ross guitarist for six years. Yep, yep. Um, and I met him many years ago when I was staying in LA, and uh, he also used to be in a very famous. Van Halen tribute band called the Atomic Punks, yep. which are an LA sort of 
you know, staple of, of the Van Halen scene and have been for many, many decades. So it was a big podcast on Worldwide, was it? Yeah, Worldwide. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So we had Brian on and Caleb on and who else? And then we had just sort of this revolving door of people that, you know, even if they only had 10 or 15 minutes before they went to work and they were on the other side of the world, then they'd pop in, you know. Yes. So I, I noticed really there was another uh, part of the Wiz alum and fair warning bassist, uh, JVH. Yes, yeah. we did. Jason Vorher. We had the Jason Vorher in. He, he yeah. popped in. He's, uh, I see he was wearing his pyjamas. <laughs> was he? <laughs> Snappy dresser. Yeah. yeah. Jason was in the bedroom in the PJs. Yeah. The Richmond PJs. That's yeah. right. So, yeah, Jason popped in and Jerry Pantazas, our drummer as well, he was in there. and So, yeah, it was, it was good. It was eight hours of a who's who, you know. We'll put it on later, eh? It was. Uh, it was actually really great to listen to some of these people talk, their stories, uh, you know, reminiscing about what Eddie Van Halen meant to them. And... Um, it was a. Uh, it's unbelievable how fast that twelve months has gone. Yeah, it's gone really fast. Actually, it's amazing how, it's, how fast time goes when you're locked down. <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> does. Yeah, nice, mate. So, what, what's what's the plan with fair warning now? You got you had some stuff booked at the corner hotel, which obviously got postponed. Have you pushed that forward now? Have you got new dates? Yes. Probably, so that's probably January, December. That's looking at fourteenth of January now. 14th the corner Jan- hotel. Yeah. What, what day of the week's that? That's Friday. Friday night. Friday the fourteenth of January. Fair warning. Are you going to have any act playing alongside of you? To warm the room up, or you, we're not. We have um, we have the wonderful uh, DJ Master Bates, and okay. he he Master is Bates, yep. yeah okay. he he's going to be uh, wearing his flamboyant getup yep. in true '80s LA glam style, and he'll be basically um, people with a QR code in yep. the lead up to the gig can um, request Rest. all their songs. So he's going to be playing all the songs that people request that buy tickets. So, yeah, right. fantastic. And then we're doing two sets, so we we yep. won't. Unfortunately, there'll be no room for another band, but um, we're going to do pl- probably play for two and a half hours with a break. If, hey, I'm, not, if, you, I, if I'm not working, we'll come down. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm doing footy shows, I'll come along. Of course. Have a look at that gig. It'd be gross. Are you going to be covering like all spectrums of the Van Halen catalogue, or is there a particular... The, the first half of the show is going to be what we did a couple of years back at the Melbourne Guitar Show, where we played the first one. record yep. in track order. Yep. And then the second half of the show is kind of more like a, a cherry picked, like all our favorite songs with yep. different special guests getting up and down. So it's going to be a bit, bit looser and a bit more fun. Yeah, you know? fantastic. Sweet. Yeah. How long are you expecting to be on stage for, mate? Two hours. Yeah, two and a half yeah, yeah. with a break. Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be a, a marathon gig. It'll be a beautiful gig. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Be Where's great. the after party, mate? Is that uh, is that public knowledge yet, or is that uh... probably, probably my house as usual? Yes, I've been eighteen months of it. It's going to be where we're doing the podcast, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I, that's for I sure. I can never get rid of Dave Wright. He stays, he stays all night. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian Maddox. Yeah, yeah. Drinks all the drinks. Yeah. Ah, oh, very good. Well, Simon, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast again. We're going to see you back here in a couple of weeks. Indeed. Friday the 14th of January, fair warning, we'll are be, going to be at the Corner Hotel. We'll be down there, going to be great. You jump on the Corner Hotel website to Correct. purchase tickets. Indeed. Um, yep. So, uh, Simon Hosford, thank you so much for being on the T-Wiz podcast. We're going to be back very soon. Very sure. We love you, Simon. Thank you, Jess. Nice to come up. you, Simon. Woo! Hey, Wiz. Hey, Kojak, how are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. This is the birthday country segment, is it? it uh, we are certainly coming up to one of my favourite segments. It's called Happy Birthday, Cunt. Okay, well, who we got there? First one, Kojak. We've got Brian Mannix turned 60 this week. Brian Mannix? How good is that? Is that, is that a facelift thanks to Brian Me, Daniel Lanza. I sent him there, looked after him. So, Happy Birthday, Cunty. Happy Birthday, Cunt. You beauty. Who else we got there, Wizard? Uh, we got Kevin Smallcock Marks, <laughs> Francis Romano, <laughs> and both have birthdays this week. 
Kevin, big cock marks. Yeah, is that your cousin? And that's the old man. My br- my brother's obsessed with my father's cock. So. Kevin, big snap marks. <laughs> he must pop out the tour like myself in Sydney. In he those does. Shows. And Francis Romano, both have birthdays this week. Happy birthday, cunts. There you go, Ripper. And we've got, we've got David's mate, Keeney. Keeney? Just had his birthday. How old is he? Happy 45. birthday, Cunty. You're pretty 45, but you look 70. You've had a hard life, mate. Happy birthday. Keep off the alcohol, mate. Get on the water. And who yeah. else we got there, Wizard? And we got Rusty Brown, one of the Rusty biggest names Brown. in the world. Very big in Europe and very big in Australia. Rusty Brown of Let You Marry. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Cunty. Happy birthday, dear Cunty. Happy birthday to you. Wow, that's unbelievable. Rusty, well, Wizard. Rusty looks about 41. Mate, he's killing it. Speaking of Rusty Brown, the incredible lead singer from Electric Mary, he's welcome just, to the show, Rusty. He just walked in. Hey. Hello, hello. How are you, I'm mate? I'm here, I'm here. How you going, mate? I flew in on a spaceship. You did? <laughs> yeah. You Good did. on you, mate. Well, you got to the right place when it comes to spaceships, he's that's d- for sure. He's down the Wizard Kappa Cave. He's yeah. in the Kappa Cave. Am I? Yeah. yeah. Really? <laughs> and guess what? He breaks for the swans. Do you really? So we're half a oh chance. Oh, my God, yes. He yeah. likes the swans. Yeah. I cried when he left for Brisbane. Yeah. Sorry, mate. When he built up his body and couldn't jump anymore. You've got a, <laughs> you've got a point. I've got to dig to the steroids in the mirror. No. Uh, Rusty, he's got a seven mil kidney stone, mate. You, oh, you, know, you couldn't yeah. get off the ground. Yeah, how about some sympathy, you guys? <laughs> i got surgery Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Oh, so big swans fan, Rusty. Mm. And he's yep. actually wrote a song about me. Yeah, I've I've heard that. Uh, <laughs> well, let's not call it a song. Let's call <laughs> it a, a ditty. It's a ditty. A, a ditty. Yeah. I've actually found it for you. Can we play yeah. that in a minute? No. Uh, let's not. Let's not play that one right. Probably now. not on this occasion. <laughs> After the interview, we'll play it. We're going to protect yeah. Rusty's reputation as much as we can. No, yeah. It wasn't bad. It was actually good. It was good. Well, I hope so. I mean, Rusty. It was fun. It was fun. I bet it was, mate. Rusty, obviously front man for the band Electric Electric Mary. Uh, killer act around Melbourne, been playing for many, many years. I just wanted to ask, how did your musical journey begin? Was there a particular artist or event that triggered your lifelong passion for music? Good question, mate. Thank um, you, Wiz. I learnt most of the things I knew very early on from my older brother. Okay. Um, so Really? Yeah, he pushed Joe Cocker, Jimi Hendrix, Chicago, which is... Oh which they were called Chicago Transit Authority. That's how far it goes back. Uh, he played drums yep. and um, I didn't have a um, father figure then and so he was my father figure. And he, How much older than you was he? He's nine years older than me. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, yep. so, is he still uh, playing music? No, no, no. He's just walking the he's streets. Had, he's had Bird watching. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the fans he would love it. He, he'd love that he got a mention, though. Yeah. Well, a lot yeah. of the fans uh, wouldn't know how big what, What's your brother's name, mate? Gary. 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 Yeah. Hey, well, look, you you want to give him a shout-out, Wiz? G'day, Gaz. How are you? Hey, Gary, I love you like a brother, but I'm from Tasmania. <laughs> Caps goes boom. Don't go too far on him because he, when the Swans left South Melbourne, he, he went to Hawthorne. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Wasn't a it's wasn't one of those. A, wasn't <laughs> a thing I liked. I took the hanger on Chris Langford. That was Hawthorne. Last <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was there, I was up there ever since. Yeah. I was there. Hours. That's for you, Gary. That I was hanger. there. And we lost by I stood up at Waverley. Stood up. My knees were shaking. I was yeah, wobbling. Right. Yeah, it was one of yeah. the greatest things I've ever seen. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Lost by ninety-two yeah. points, but no one noticed. It was yeah. good. You kicked your hundred and third that day too. Yep. Yeah. Well, we all know it's an individual sport, not a team. It is. Yep. Not a lot of people know that <laughs> Rusty's um, just brought a new song out five months ago, and he's he's gone worldwide. Yeah, no, mate. Very big in Europe, very big in Australia, and Rush- he, he actually played with Deep Purple. Yeah, I know, mate. Yeah, I mean, we're we're going to uh, play. How good's that? Rusty's new single coming up a little bit further in the show. 
Um, so your brother Gary mm-hmm. was uh, pretty influential on getting you started, mate. Yes, and uh, from there it was like a a high school thing. There was a there was a guy there who saw me. I actually played the character Mister Bumble in yep. Oliver. Ah. And uh, we had this guy at school. He was he's Brady Walker. What school did you go to, Rusty? Uh, I went to McLeod Tech. Yep. And um, he played music, and everyone sort of looked up to him. He just walked up to me and he said, "You're in me band." <laughs> I went, "Huh?" Yeah. He says, "Yeah, I saw you sing yesterday. You're in me band," and it just went from there. Yeah, right. We, we started playing very early on. We played at a place called Olympic Village. Um, which had a tri youth club. I was fourteen, and we played with a band called um, Red House, whose guitarist was John Dallymore, which I'm sure Simon knows. John Dallymore. They were a great band. So yeah, I was fourteen, playing on a big stage Classic. with them, and right. Yeah, I gave up for a couple of years actually. How old were you when that happened? Uh, probably nineteen to twenty-one. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. did. I didn't do that. I, I just. I don't know why. I liked track, footy. Other things. Yeah. I liked footy, but I was no good at it. And the fiance Lisa even showed me a photo, Rusty, that you were the big, you were the big roller skater. You're the big rolling king. She roller said hockey. I was a roller skater, but I don't remember that. And we because I'm face. very <laughs> unco, so I don't know. I, I don't know about me roller skating. I may have gone there for the music. Yeah. And saying that, I did see ACDC at Ringwood Ice Skating Rink when yep. it was a Sunday night and. God, I don't know how old I was then. Yeah, I used to love ice skating. Same, 15 I skate, maybe. I skate Olympic. Yeah. In Huntingdale. That was, that was ah. spray, spray the shields and drag them through the puddles. Everyone, everything that, uh, all those types of things, yep. roller skating, ice skating, they all had music. It was about they music. Did. Yeah, correct. And, yeah. You and, know, the, and the rollerball. The fact that you go into an ice skating ring and ACDC's playing. Yeah. They were new. They yep. were young. You know. And it makes you go yeah. faster, doesn't it? <laughs> it didn't make me, because I fell over and done all the ligaments in my forearm. So, yeah, it didn't make me go any faster. Mate, when, when did songwriting and, and original the original band concept, you know, become the thing for you? I always wrote, I always wrote um, since I was 14, since my first band. So, like, poetry, songs, or? Just, just songs. And I've always written the same type of way. I just... Had a guitar. My brother bought me a guitar and my amp. I've still got that Rex amp. Yep, I remember um, them in the 80s. Yeah, or well, even 70s. Would have been, been 70s. <laughs> I don't have the guitar, but I do have the amp and it still works. It's got one valve in it. <laughs> uh, I, feel like, I feel like it's a Russian amp, is it, Rex? Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it still works and yeah, I, I plug it in every now and then. I've carried that like. I'm 61 now, so yeah. I've had it for a long time. It's been to a lot of houses, a couple of marriages. I always yeah. get the amplifier. Rusty. <laughs> um, hey, Rusty, how did you think of the name of the band? Did you think of that? or Electric Mary? Was it a group thing? Or? No. So I was in a band called uh, the Irwin Thomas Band, which good, is it's good Jack name. Jones. Good name, yep, Tony, yep. isn't it? Yep. It's pretty cool, yep. isn't it? It's a great name. Yep. Well, so Irwin Thomas, yep. Jack, yep. Jack and Jones. so yep. we're in New York. Yep. Um, and he was doing a showcase for, uh, I think, BMG over there. There was a guy who who was in charge of A&R then. I think he's, he was Babyface. Yep. Maybe he was a uh, like a rapper or something. Anyway, at the gig, we, we played it. I can't remember what it was called now, but it was owned by, um, is it Mr. Big? 
you know the sex in the city? Yeah. No, no not. Used to be a Chris Noth, isn't Chris it? Chris Noth, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yep. So he yeah. owned it yep. along with um, the colour purple. What, what's her yeah. name? Whoopi. Whoopi Goldberg. Yep. They yep. owned it. They were there. Anyway, this lady come up and said to Jack slash Irwin, she was the manager of Jimi Hendrix Studio. And she said to him, Electric you know, Lady Land? Electric Lady Studios. Yep. Yep. It's not Electric Lady Land, it's yep. Electric Lady Studios. Yep, yep. Um, do you want to come tomorrow? And, you know, of course he said yes, he, mm-hmm. he's going. And he asked me and I said no. And I went, ah, oh, you know, I just was stupid. <laughs> yep. I said no. Yep. And in the morning I woke up and he was getting ready and I went, I'm going there. Yeah. Of course I'm going there. Yeah. What am I, yeah. stupid? Don't say yeah. no. Yeah. So we went there and she was amazing. Like she'd worked there for 20 years and everyone, she was reeling off stories of, you know, ACDC, everyone, yeah. foreigner, radio head, Guns N' Roses. She said that Axel had a photo of the piano where it was situated for a Stevie Wonder record that he'd seen somewhere. So he could put it in the exact spot. He wanted it for <laughs> November rain, I think, yeah. in that? exactly the same spot. Yeah. I might get the names wrong, but yeah. I think yeah. it was November rain. Yeah. She said, you know, in this studio is where Carlos Alamore, David Bowie and John Lennon wrote Fame. And without coming across That's pretty cool, isn't it? as a wanker, because if someone said it to me, I'd probably think in my head, yeah, whatever, wanker. <laughs> I actually got chills and I was like, I'm standing in musical history. You're amongst here. it there. I, I'm yeah, amongst yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You the were. stuff that's yeah. been done here. Kiss yeah. was in yeah. there as well. Yeah. Like heaps this is, of this is stuff that's and he, shaped the cultural fabric of the world. Shaped my culture. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. music I was listening to. And I still get excited now. You know, I'll play a nineteen seventy four Deep Purple record to someone I've still got excitement when I yeah. go, hey, lo, lo, listen to this bit, yeah, listen yeah, to this, this bit. bit out. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. It's 40 something years old, you know, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Anyway, she said, sign the wall. I actually signed mine. If that's still there, I don't know if it is, but I signed mine under and that was Electric, Richards. And that was Electric Studios. Electric Lady. Electric Lady Studios. Electric Lady Studios. The lady who, who oh. was showing us, name was Mary Campbell. Now, everyone who works at Electric Lady Studios, is Electric Somebody, and oh. she was Electric Mary because her name was Mary Campbell. Oh, fair And she can... said to me, stay in touch, here's my card, that's me, Electric Mary. And I swear to you, that's if, you it. Ever, if you ever talk to Jack, he'll tell you because we were standing there. And that's how you got the name. Cause I said, that's her. a great name for a band. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you want to name your band after me? And I said, yeah. I reckon I will. Yeah. Now, I'd only written about uh, good name. Good name, four it's songs. Name. Yeah probably then, but I had in mind what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. But I was in Jack's how, how band. used to taste. And right? I was, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I wanted to do. So I have a mate, um, he goes by the name of Bambi. I don't know how I got that name. But we've been <laughs> mates since we were three years old, whatever, we lived next door to each other. He once said to me, I had another band called Mr. Brown. And he said, yeah, I really like this stuff, Russ. But how come you don't write songs like we grew up with? And I went, yeah, whatever, mate, shut up. But later on, I went, he's right, you know. And that's why, for me, Electric Mary was easier because I just did stuff that I grew up with. That's what I did. It's it's a part of your DNA. Unfortunately, in Australia, not so much now, 
But unfortunately, when I was growing up, we were followers. Yeah. Because we didn't have the internet. We yeah. just had magazines. And by the time a rock magazine come to us, yeah. Yeah. that band was already three years old from England. Yeah. But we were copying them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 It doesn't happen like that now because there's a worldwide release for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have no qualms in saying that I was a bit of uh, a copier, you know. I yeah. I wanted to be that or this or that. And, and I believe I wrote some good songs, but all I really wanted to do was being a good band. Yep. And when Electric Mary, you know, the, the first part of it got together, it was, um, which is not easy to do, all the parts of the band were right. Yep. They were rock people. Maybe Jack was more of an 80s, Pete 70s, so they, you know, they melded well together. Yep, yep. Venom was definitely the same as me, a 70s guy, yep. loved all that stuff. Um, who was on bass at the start? Who was our first bass player? It was Andy MacGyver, I think. Um, what, what year did Electric Mary start? Uh, well, the n- day we got the name was the 14th of April 2003. What about the oh. first time the first, the first lineup got in a room together? <sighs> First time we played was uh, a friend of ours, Reggie Bowman. His studio burnt down and we played at the corner. We weren't called Electric Mary, though. We were called Tappet Clearance, which is the gap between girls' legs when they stand, their thighs. Don't try and get me hard. (laughs) Don't you dare. Tappet Clearance. I'll be pro-bodied to the toilet with your I'm so glad we didn't go with that name. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it sounds good. So that was the night I met Pete. So Pete wasn't in it. It was Patch. Uh, Patrick Brown, Irwin, jeez, I want to say it was Andy MacGyver. He's definitely probably our first bass player. Andy was in Taxi Ride at the same time and Venom was on drums. And and I'll tell you what happened. Because on all the other bands I played guitar and yep. sang and I'm not a great guitarist, I'm a strummer. Yep. So this one I said, I'm not going to play anything, I'll just get people who can play. And the first thing I noticed was... When we finished a song, even though the people didn't know the songs, they weren't just being nice. I liked it. They liked it. Yeah, and yeah. I felt it straight away. I went, oh, yeah. I'm onto something here. Yeah. You know, and yeah. when Electric Mary first started, I mean, we still have great times now. They're usually in Europe when we're driving around in a van. But when we first started, everyone was excited. Yep. And... Nobody had a job or worked or whatever. You know, we'd rehearse during the day. At, um, so they put everything into it because that was their job. Oh, it was a place in uh, South Melbourne everyone went to. Redheads? No, where, where <laughs> we used to rehearse. I went there, I went there with Paula, Paula Yates, Redheads at South Melbourne Footy Ground. How was that? Deluxe. Deluxe audio we used to rehearse. Yeah, yep, yep. And, um, Thank you, Simon. Uh, you know, <laughs> big bands would be in there and we'd be rehearsing away. I remember the day we wrote Let Me Out, which is kind of universally thought of as our best song, whatever. Some, everyone has a best song. Yeah. I don't think it's our best song, but whatever. So Irwin, Jack Jones, was playing the riff yep. and I said, oh, what's that? He goes, I don't know, just playing. I said, that's grouse, man. And then um, I said, Let, let's just 
play along for a second. Let me just sing it. I got my phone. Yep. And I'm just waiting. It just came out. Yeah, yeah. And then Nilo yeah. said, you, sh- you should do like an ACDC thing, which was the next section. Down, 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 G, D, G, D, A. And Pete said something. Everyone said something. And we just had this song. Pete went home, demoed it on his computer, sent it to us the next day. We were playing it two days later. But um, James Rain was rehearsing in another room and Timmy Henwood was in James Rain at that time. Yep. And he knocked on our door and he goes, is that a new song? I went, yeah. He goes, mate, that's unbelievable. Yeah, right. Yeah. I said, oh, well, yeah, we haven't finished, but we will. And That's good to hear of James Rain. Without he, he doesn't a, give so many, too many accolades, James. Well, no, so good it was Timmy, not Tim, James. Tim Henwood that come knocking yep. on the door. Fair enough. I wouldn't burst in a James He's Rain. Another T was James Rain room. Oh yeah, yeah. I wrote it going. Let's go back for a second. I wrote a song. With, he gets a bit grumpy. I wrote some songs with James <laughs> Rain, and as we were recording them, no, he first said to me, um, "I said, well, how does this work?" So I'd never really written with someone as big as he had. Yeah. He goes, "Well, I'll just come to your place and I'll talk to you. If I don't like you, well, nothing will happen." I went. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> what a cocksmack. No, no, no. It was fine because that's Fair enough. who he is and it's fine. And we did chat and we did write some songs. And his next thing, I, was, I got out the tape recorder back then and said, do you want to um, put them down? He said, no, nah, if I don't remember them tomorrow, they're no good. I went, all right. And obviously they were no good. But Fair I enough. did I did uh, give one for the Erwin Thomas um, uh, album which was Everybody in Blue, a song called Everybody in Blue. Um, when Erwin Jack heard that, he said, mate, we got to do that. Uh, I, I wouldn't have had any lyrics, yeah. but I had the melody for it. Um, so we did that right. one. Tony, I went and saw him with baby, he supported Baby Animals, and they got a bigger clap than Baby Animals because every person in the band's unreal. Yeah, I mean, they're an incredible That's band. That's not bad, is it? Yeah, they're an incredible band. I've, you know, a lot of my great mates have been following you, following you very closely. Mm-hmm. Old mate of mine, Ian Ritter. Yes. You, you know him. Ian quite well? Yes, Sir Ian Ritter. Sir Ian Ritter. Mm-hmm. He, um, he, was, he was reminding me to mention the fact that you made a, a cameo appearance in Joe Camilleri's. Yeah. Yeah. He said you were incredible in that. Joe Camilleri's yeah. new song. And I've been led to believe that um, Triple M have added it to their playlist and it's the first song in 30 years that they've added from Joe really? Camilleri. Yeah. Wow. That's man. It's a good song. It's a good song. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a ripper. Then Rusty played with um, White Snake. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How good is that? And Deep Purple? Did tour with Deep Purple. Um, that's huge. Yeah, that's when you've, you've toured <laughs> Europe. I just wanted to touch a little bit more on the songwriting, though. In terms of the process of writing a song with Electric Mary, what's the sort of catalyst for that or the genesis of the songwriting, does that come from you, or is it? it does everybody so, kind of throw their? So it's piece changed in? over time. Is it? When Electric Mary started, I paid everybody. Yep. And I wrote all the songs. Yeah. But everybody in Electric Mary, whoever it is, because there's been quite a few people, gets a percentage of the song because it's their DNA on the song. Right. Yeah. Right, that's pretty fair. Then I, I may have written it, but it doesn't matter. It's not me playing drums. It's not me playing bass. It's not me playing whatever. 
Um, you've, you've had those you've had those sounds at your disposal to to yep. build to build your vision. So I had yep. a room at home, yep. Yep. and I could do it all. I'd yep. just sit around all day doing stuffing. Then stuff changed on the home front, and so I became more reliant on Pete. So I'd go to Pete's with a songs or yep. bits, yep. and then he would finish it start off. putting them Workshop together, yep. and. The great thing with Pro Tools is he can he go, oh, I've sent you the song. Yep. And I'll go, yeah, man, I don't like that. No, the, you just take that out. Five minutes later, you've got it back and it's gone. So then it became a me and Pete thing. And then I, and then I started asking um, Alex and Pete to write riffs you know, the way they would write because they have different feel than me. And they would put stuff on on CDs and I would put them in the car or just drive around and sing. Now, the greatest thing for me, especially in Electric Mary, is this. When the music's there and I can just sing anything I want, yeah. fast, slow, short words, long words, whatever, if I pick up a guitar, I'm probably – limiting myself yeah, because I yeah. can only play a certain thing yep. and I'm going to only be able to sing over that what I'm playing, right. which limits me. Yeah, yeah. So have, have a wider percussive freedom when you, when you take when yourself you just away sing, from it. Yeah. You man, it, look. You express yourself more. When For me, Electric Mary, good, bad or indifferent, when like I've, I've seen a lot of bands in my lifetime. When I rehearse, when we rehearse, sorry, I actually stand facing the band and I swear to you, sometimes I think, wow, they're actually really, like when it's the music's going and yeah. I'm not singing, I'm like, they're actually good. Got a great band here. Like yeah. they're good. Yeah. 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 And, you know, we've we've had great people in our band. When Jack was in our band, when Venom was in our band, when Nilo was in our band, the great thing now is, um, there will be people, no doubt, who say, "Oh, you know, I like that one better than that one," or yeah, yeah. and that's totally fine. It's always personal favorites. Personal favorites, yeah. Yeah. but but the one now is my favorite because it's now, and and you know we the things we come up with and yeah. out of, and and everyone has a say. Like I never, I have the last say, yeah, but I don't ever um, squash anybody. Yeah, they can all make important decisions, they, but you're the one who decides what's important. <laughs> especially if I'm singing it. Especially yeah. if I'm singing a melody. Yeah, yeah. So I have a rule when I'm songwriting. Would I sing that in 10 years' time? Yeah. And if yeah. I think no. Yeah. It doesn't have the legs. Nah, I, no. I, just, I just change the melody or I do whatever. Rusty, the, the, the band's got a thumping new single now that's, that's out on all the major platforms. Mm -hmm. When did that uh, come out, Tony? Is it's it's out right now. I just, 10th of September. It, is, is there a follow-up album coming behind the new single? Uh, we've kind of changed tack with this because of the COVID situation. So we've tried to record a few times. I think we've recorded about five or six songs. Yeah. But we were never able to get in together and workshop them properly. So yeah, it's been hard eight what, months, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's what we're going to do now is um, we're just going to do song by song and then make a vinyl album at the end. Great. Yeah. I, I'm, good, I'm actually good. doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. I mean, these days with streaming, it's almost pointless just dumping a whole album on the platform. Yeah. You know, you do do a song. Song by song. You can give it a, give it a bit of a push. I have been a huge advocate of vinyl. EPs. Yeah. Yep. EPs from day one. Have you? The second, so our first one we came out with was the Def, 
definition of insanity yep. was an EP. Yep, yep. Um, How many tracks? Five? Uh, five. Yep. Great story. Your mate, Definitely. Jason Vorher. Yeah. Message, uh, rang me or message me, doesn't matter. And he said, man, I love this new stuff. I've downloaded three songs. I said, three songs, it's only five. <laughs> Download the whole Buy five, the you clown. Yeah. Yeah, what a song Jason, come $2. on. $2.19, mate. So I'm on this big thing at the moment yeah. with uh, Facebook. So we have a lot of friends, you know, whether it's Simon's band or your band or somebody's band. Someone we know yeah. is releasing a song all the time. All the time. So yeah. I buy them. Yep. Right? Yep. I buy them without listening. I listen yep. to them, but I yep. buy them without listening. Yep. And I take a f- screenshot and I put it on their comments to show yep. that I've spent my like $2.19 yep. or whatever it is. Yeah. Because, you know, people drive around the block looking for a car spot to get their favorite coffee for five bucks yeah, buy the and song. then pee yep. it out two hours later. Yeah. In, in, you know, there, I know there's a lot of music that comes in and out now like a lot of music worldwide. But in, in Melbourne, in our friendship group, hey, not all our songs are great, you know, it doesn't matter, but I'm telling you now, we all come up with one song where I go, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And yep. my yep. critique is this, geez, I wish I could write a song like that or I wish I had have written yep. that song. Yep, yep. Yeah, and, yep. I, and I love it. And when it's someone I know, it's even special, yeah. you know, more sometimes special, it come, Sometimes it comes together, doesn't it? Yeah. And, I mean, just yeah. touching on the importance of buying each other's songs and getting behind people and, and actually going to the iTunes store and buying the song rather yep. than streaming it from Apple Music or Spotify. Mm. We talked with Jimmy Hocking and, and Nat the other night and um, and as you, you'd know, a million streams on Spotify is worth four grand. I mean, so, so much is it? Is it? That's four thousand dollars is what you so get you for get. a million streams on Spotify. It's a little. Are bit you more- sure? I am ah, sure. hang on. Yeah, yeah. If they are all streamed in one day no. or one hour, no, because because it's broken up into broken up into time zones. Let me outs had two million sixty five thousand. Yep. Well, I don't have any checks for eight grand. So what I'm saying I, I is yes, you're it's right. over a long so, period of time. Hold on, that, that's in the pay cycle. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So it, yeah, it's not like a million streams over the lifetime, then they go, here's a check for four grand. Yeah. No, you have to get a million streams in that cycle yeah. to be oh. able to earn the money. Oh. Yeah. Well, so, let, let me out so our, not, our best. Not, We've had yeah. two million that? That's incredible. I mean, well, I like it. That's unbelievable. Those numbers look good except when you put them up against Drake. <laughs> yeah. He has like one billion in a day. Well, Rusty, we're going to be we're going to be back to have a bit more of a further chat with you. But uh, when we come back to solve some of the world's problems with Rusty Brown, we're going to first check out the brand new single from Electric Mary. Let's put that on. Eh? This is the king of rock and roll Whoa. from Electric Mary. Boom.
cracking single from Electric Mary, the king of rock and roll. That's Fantastic. unbelievable. How are the tones in that? That's bloody good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to play that in my sleep tonight. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. Rusty, even though you're a Swan supporter, did you follow the grand final this year, the AFL grand final? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a Did footy, you watch it? I'm would a have. footy fan. <clears throat> when Footscray got about 19 points in front, I started to waver because I don't like Footscray. Because they beat us five years ago. Yeah, remember? they beat us. And they had 100 and more. You know, I've free. never seen that game. Yeah. I don't. What What did you say, Nicky D? There's a phone call for you. Say that again. There's a phone call. Who is it? It's urgent. Did anybody hear Nicky D through the headphones then? Yep. Yeah. yeah Nicky D? I said it's urgent. I told you. Don't. I don't want to hear your voice on the show. We've got a phone call coming in. There is a phone call. Okay. Right. Did, who is it? It's your mum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the T Wiz podcast. Who have we got on the phone? She might want to wear a cap of socks. Uh, hello. Hello. It's Carol. Carol Minogue. Carol, Warwick, it's Mrs. Minogue again. I told her she'd call back. She did call Hello. back. Carol, what do we owe the pleasure? Just because I dated your, your daughter, oh. daughter for a year. That's called Minogue's mum. Oh, oh it's the D. I got the big D. You did uh, get the big yeah. D. Did you, did you follow the grand final? I guess being a D supporter, you would have uh, you would have been all, of that, all, all over that, Mrs. Minogue. Well, Ronald and I were sitting there with our cheese platter. In front of us, watching the great game. I particularly like number eleven. Uh, but, who's uh, number eleven? Ronald, Karen? Like, um, who's the that? big tall gent. The big tall gent <laughs> with the beard. You don't really know, do you? That's okay. Keep talking, Mrs. Oh, Minogue. Oh, the ruckman. Yep. Number five. He was good too. <laughs> what about? Um, what we've about, seen him at dinner plane. What about Petraka? Fantastic. <laughs> Best I very much was enjoying the. I, I like the football, especially you, Warwick. I'm a big fan of your work. Thanks, Tom. Uh, she was you, a big fan. Yeah. Um, Carly is coming home. Did you know? Yes, I heard last week. So I might pop around for a couple of some scones and a <laughs> cup of tea with Rusty and me and say good night, Mrs. Carly. Can you make She's sure Danny's there? Is, does Danny live at home as well? Can, Danny, can, can Danny come around too? Well, we, Danny, <laughs> won't, Danny won't leave the house. Um, we've had her bedroom padlocked. Um, <laughs> But I was going through Carly's possessions, cleaning up her room. I found some uh, shorts that you might be interested in, Warwick. Oh, um, yeah, she got, the, she got, she got, the, the, she got them off me because uh, I was used to be a meter maid, and she pinched them ten years ago. Are they the size three Slazengers in gold, Mrs. Gold ones, yep. Size three Slazengers, they say. <laughs> they, and, um, and you should always wear them backwards for extra support. <laughs> Yeah. I did that and it was fantastic. I used to wear them on my footy shorts, maybe jump four inches higher. And everyone went, Kiapa! That was off Kylie's beard. Wow. Wow, wee. Thanks for calling, love. Do you, remember, do you remember those days, Mrs. Moog? Oh, do I ever. Oh, well, oh it sounded, sounded a little bit like Bruce, Bruce McAvaney then. It? <laughs> no, no, but. It did sound oh, like special. Okay. No. Hello, Bruce. Yes. Uh, okay, uh, you do know that we've got uh, the incredible frontman of Electric Mary on the show today, tonight, uh, Mrs. Minogue, Rusty Brown. Do you know Rusty? Oh, Rusty. Umau, mamau, mamau, umau, mamau, mamau. We love Rusty at this time. That's Rusty Morris. That's a different one. He's a lot bigger than him, mate. Yeah. He's a lot bigger than Mrs. Minogue. Mrs. Minogue, a lot better. Well, Mrs. Minogue, I think we probably better let you go now. I think... Yeah. Okay, Mrs. Minogue, thanks for the call. Carol Minogue, everybody. See ya, Carol, you've been terrific. You've been terrific. Unbelievable. Jeez, uh, sorry about that, Give yourself an uppercut, Mrs. Minogue. (laughs) Give yourself. Let's get back to the real stuff. Oh, geez, Rusty. In 1998 or nine, we were in America, in LA, and uh, I, I went to breakfast at uh, 
there's this um, place on the main strip, you know, like the old school roller skates and they'd skate around to your thing. Yeah. I sat next to Kylie Minogue twice, two oh, mornings in a row. Like a food diner. Yeah, like, like, a, 55, like an old sort of 50 like Fonzie. diner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Both days. Shut I up. just went there, were at the same time, sat next to her. I didn't know her, of course. How do you like that? But I knew she She's was. She's coming back yeah. to Melbourne next next week. She's yeah. 30 years in England. You're going to so, catch up again for old times? Yeah, I'm going to have a Chardonnay and a bit of sponge cake. <laughs> I'll play my one I, number one record and she can play her. I did hear somewhere. Where, 10. I did hear somewhere where she's been living here for two years. So yeah. they might say she's coming back, but I think she's already here. Camberwell. Yeah. 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 She's been living the dream in Camberwell. Yeah. Uh, jumping back, the artistic side of the band. Um, there's actually, there's a great video clip that I really love. Is it, is it It's All Right? It's All Right. Yeah. Wow. What a clip, mate. That's that is beauty, phenomenal. Yeah, That's so that, that it's all right, it's <laughs> all right. We'll all be here when we get it. So that's it's that's, all right. That's yeah. uh, for more than probably ten years now, I suppose. Let's just use a ten-year gap. We've been around for eighteen years. All our t-shirt design, merch designs, and artistic stuffs been done by Alex, yep. our bass player. Yep. Um. There's so, a real there's a real thematic element to the band. There's this power yeah. that's associated with all of the visual images. It really really goes well with the sound. It's it's so well done. Yeah, he's he's really good at it, and he's he's been a front man of his own music as well. So he's um what what do I say like Pete's like my right hand man. Yep, and I don't know is there such thing as a left hand man? Yep, that's. Alex, because Alex is a real showman as well, you know. Yeah. When he gets on stage, not that we all don't mean it, but when he gets on stage, he means it. He's, he's rock and roll. That's what he does. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He's um, yeah, and he gets in front of that computer. I was actually with him last Saturday when he was doing something on a a new film clip for the King of Rock and Roll, actually, and uh, yeah, he he's just right into it. Yeah. You know, yep. the glasses go on. Once the glasses go on. <laughs> he lives body. He's in the zone. So he lives it and breathes it, doesn't he? I <laughs> oh, lives and breathes. Like when you're playing yeah. footy, you got to be yeah. focused. Yeah, you got to. If you don't, you don't make it. Well, it's the 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 visual aspect of the band is almost like a member of the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, it's a member of the band doing it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and he knows all the he knows all the uh, angles. He knows all the. Uh, Shadows across the chins, although it doesn't matter for me now because I've got a beard. Yeah, yep. I could have five chins under here; I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> More chins than Chinese phone book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put the beard there. Yeah, uh, Rusty, you guys have had great success and certainly built up a powerful reputation locally, but also great opportunities have opened up for you overseas, including the opportunity to join Deep Purple on a European tour. White How good snake. was that? I mean, that white snake and White Snake. White Snake, we did Europe. Oh, yeah, we did, did Deep Purple here. Yeah. I did Deep Purple here and White yeah. Snake in yeah. Europe. You told me all about that. How's that? Deep so, Purple was... Uh, was that with Gillen singing? Or, or? Ian Gillen was singing. I've got a couple of great stories of the Deep Purple tour. Now, that's my favourite band. That's the first one I fell in love with. Same here. Blah, Aren't they great? The David yeah. Coverdale iteration of Deep Purple is my favourite. Yes, but... Burn, Stormbringer, Come to the Band. Highway Star. Highway but star. I always go back to when I first heard... The first song I heard of Deep Purple was In Rock. Yep. I wasn't very old and just the start just goes <laughs> and you know you didn't know about those sounds back you know yeah. when you're 10 yeah, years old yeah it's real gnarly wouldn't it yeah. oh rock yeah yeah we have two great great stories from Deep Purple so three actually 
So they're not getting along. Okay. Right. They've been together for 43 years. And Any the wonder. keyboard player who's probably <laughs> been in it for It's like a fucking marriage, isn't it? Is this Deep Purple? Yeah. John Lord? He, I said, yeah. No, nah, John Lord oh, wasn't in anymore. Oh, okay. 43 years. How's um, that, Tony? And he uh, said, um, time. the keyboard player said, oh, yeah, they're not getting along at the moment. They're fighting. He's like, I don't know why he told us that, but anyway, it didn't matter. Because I, maybe I said, oh, you never see anyone. No one did a sound check. They sound checked their own stuff, but they really? never did anything together. Hey. Anyway, that's hey, fine. Had the shits. So, <laughs> Hard to keep a family together. That so long. we're playing yeah, well. We're playing away. And what we did, I think we played a 35-minute show, but we tr- try to condense what we do normal, which means there was a little bit of a drum solo yep. and the two guitarists played their solos as well. So when um, Jack was playing, slash Erwin, I don't know what to call him now, <laughs> I've I've come off side of stage and Roger Glover, the bass player, is watching. Yep. He was going for it. And I said, hey, man, just want to thank you for, you know, letting us be on the tour. You know, you're definitely in our DNA. And he looked at me and he goes, that's all right, man. Everybody copies. And he walked away. What? Everybody copies. <laughs> Did he say that to you? Jeez. Yeah, I said, okay. Yeah. Everybody copies. He was right, though. Yeah. I suppose they do. Anyway. Yeah, well, that includes them. We No. The, brilliant band. Brilliant band. Um, then we get to the last night. So we don't really meet them as much. Ian Pace, the drummer, is my favourite. I just love his drumming. Doing a bit of chatting. Anyway, I step into a triangle, me included. So I'm not really in this conversation, but I'm there. I'm pretty close, as close as we are now. You're trying to be. Dennis Lilly. <laughs> yeah, right. Ian Gillen and me. And Hold there, on, what? Dennis Lilly? Dennis Lilly. He's their mate. Yeah, right. Remember, he's the same age. Yeah. 63. So we're in Perth. Yep. And... um. They're talking about um, kids getting rewarded for coming last and stuff and oh, yeah. saying it's yep. bad. And, uh, oh, mate, this is – got to tell this story <laughs> and I hope that he doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> anyway, he, he's, he's, he tells me this story or he's saying a story of which, again, I have to be honest – I'm not in the conversation, but I'm there with them. I'm one foot away from each of them. And he said, you know, when I played for Western Australia, I used to say to my fielders, are you willing to die for me? (laughs) I got a stiffy because I like that old school stuff. I'm I'm with you, mate. That's what happens when you play sport. I've had a lot of stiffies over the last 27 years. Right. Especially after watching my highlights, but getting back to the story. So, and he goes, you know, a couple of people just looked at me Uh, and he, and he goes, you know, if I'm going to run in, in Western Australia, Perth, bowl 35 Mm. overs in the hot sun, you better make sure that you're chasing down every ball. And I'm just inside, I'm going, yeah, (laughs) good, I'll play cricket tomorrow. (laughs) We love him. Anyway, the manager come butted in, who I know. And he says to Ian Gillen, Ian, we've got to go now. Do you want to take a photo with Rusty before you go? Yep. He goes, yeah, which one's he? <laughs> which one's he? <laughs> I just turned and walked away. Oh, that fucked up his ego. No. I wouldn't have been too happy either. Oh, Rusty. Anyway, I've got a, I've got a great story about this. So, <laughs> so during the COVID period where Richmond, the year Richmond won the grand final. Yep. And, yep. um 
A couple of players didn't go to the hub. Bashahuli and somebody else. Okay. They didn't go for some reason. Bashahuli was having a, a baby. No, no. And somebody else. In anyway, Dermot Brereton was – I met him through Pat Cash. Yep. Who I said before, done a lot of things. Um, so I – Dermot Brereton goes, yeah, I don't know if I could, you know, you got to be team. You know, I want my players here beside me. Yeah. And again – I got a stiffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let someone else get stiffies. How good is this? I get bloody yeah. get stiffies. <laughs> this is so good. This is so good. Yeah. So I text Dermot Brereton, yeah. and I don't know him that well. Yep. He's all right. I, I know him. He's not a bad yeah. guy. But not, not that well. He's an egomaniac, but he's good. <laughs> I love him. Anyway, I text him, and I tell him the Dennis Lilly story. Yeah. And how excited I was. <laughs> so the next Sunday I'm watching the footy yeah, and the Swans were playing GWS and we were losing. Not GWS, Gold Coast. Yep. We were losing. And this kid took a mark right near the end of the game for Gold Coast and he had a big scratch down his face. And uh, Dermot Brereton goes, yeah, love blokes like that. You know, the great Dennis Lilly used to say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He pissed your line. Yeah. Well, he didn't say that he heard him say it, but he did say, uh, the great Dennis Lilly used to say, you, a, you die for me. I and I'm what like, they call it a kleptomenzia or something. Oh, it's joke theft, right? No. <laughs> yeah, fancy, oh, man, fancy, man. fancy hearing that on TV. Honestly. Just when you told him, that's some, that's some real. It, you had to be there. I'm going to text him. I jumped text up I'm gonna text in the him middle of time. the lounge room. I'm like, that's mine. That's mine. Russ, I'm going to text him tonight and tell him. No, you're not. I've got his number right here. I'm going to fix him no, up. No, 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 I won't. Mate, where's the royalty check for that one, mate? Well, it wasn't my story. It was yeah. Dennis Lilly's. But doesn't matter. It's good yeah, gratification. Yeah. Grouse. Good gratification. I actually felt pretty good about it. Yeah, I hope and you know what's even hope funnier you than that? Me, me. He rang me the next day about a guitar. Yeah, right. And I was on the phone, and my brain was going, "Say it, say it, say it, go on, <laughs> yeah. say it, say it, say it." I would have. Nah, yeah, yeah, because nah, yeah. I don't know him call, well enough. Call out the derm. Nah, nah, he's, he's all right. Nah, he's a good player. Oh, that's unbelievable. Kicked a goal against Melbourne, first game back. Got nine weeks in a practice match. First game back, 50 metres out of the MCG on the left-hand side, kicking that way. Siren went, kicked it straight through the middle and the Swans won the game. That's right. That's right, he did too. He was tough, tough enough forward. Mate, before we started recording tonight, uh, I thought it's best oh, to get this. Oh, are you recording this? Yeah. <laughs> Before, oh, yeah. shit, yeah. There was a couple of things you said that I thought would be great for people to hear. Mm-hmm. Pat Cash. Yep. Okay, so again, back to um, yeah, New right. York, 2003. Yep. Met Jack and I, Erwin and I, were walking down the street and he walked past us. And I said to Jack, how I think that was Pat Cash. And he heard me say it. He's a Hawthorne fan. He turned around he goes, oh, you guys Aussies. Yeah. And he goes, here's my um, card, same as Mary said. When I get back to uh, Australia, we should catch up. Catch up. <laughs> when Electric Mary was in France, the French Open was on. Yep. He goes, boys, come with me. Takes us to a party with John McEnroe, the Williams sisters, Henri Leconte. Um, Shit. Uh, what's the French guy? Yannick Noah. Yeah, yeah right. With the dreadlocks. Yeah. yeah. Any good? party? It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I'm, standing, no, no. I'm talking to John McEnroe <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm looking at him going, you cannot be serious. <laughs> you're you're, <laughs> you you're John McEnroe. Yeah, yeah. He's big. You don't know who I am, but you don't care either. No, this is a big moment, mate. Yeah? Yeah. I'm yeah. looking at him thinking, you've got Barter Scouts on. <laughs> he was daggy. Yeah, yeah, but, what school shoes, how good is that? I was on the uh, 12 Man with him. John, John McEnroe. Yes. Yeah, right. Oh, Shit, mate, he seems night. like a great bloke, though. It was a Louis Vuitton party. Yeah, and right. he's, Pat Cash, has taken us... Because Pat Cash is one of these guys. You're his mate. Yeah. Right? And that's how he treats you. And you're in. You just you just do what you do. He's He doesn't go, oh, I don't know you. He's not that standoffish guy. Yeah, I met him. I did commercial once with him in Sydney. Uh, yeah. The best. He's good. Yeah, he's down to earth. I, I said to him once when I knew him a little bit more, I said, you know. He's not sure. Do you know when you were playing tennis, you know, a lot of people didn't like you. Yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah, I know. I know that I knew that. He goes, but you know what? When you're tennis and you're one against one, um, there's no one else to help you. Yeah. There's only that guy on the other side of the net. There's nowhere to hide, is there? And he said, uh, one of the Swedish guys, uh, curly haired one. One of the good, real good. Borg? No, no. Borg had the long blonde hair. Mats Verlander. Mats yeah. Verlander. Yeah, um, Mr. Smooth, Mr. Corner. He said, you know, when we <laughs> when I played is your call. Matt's Philander, yeah. we, we don't like each other. And we try to, he yeah, goes, right. he's one of my best mates now because there's no there's no game anymore. Yeah. It's, there's no enemy or anything. Yeah. yeah, he goes, he's one of my best mates. We hang out all the time. I go to his place, blah, 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 whatever, you know. And you you, impreci- you appreciate the competitiveness in people once yeah. it's no longer against you. I heard a story yeah. once that Peter Brock played for Collingwood under-19s. Really? But yeah. Yeah. He might have. I could have been right. It could be under 17s, whatever. Say under 19s. He couldn't handle the fact that he would get the ball and kick it or handball or whatever and somebody else would mess it up and that's why he liked yep. motor Individual sport. Yep. 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 He just liked driving and if something went wrong. It's his fault. Which sadly it did. Yeah. On my birthday, the 8th of September. Hit a fucking tree. How unlucky is that? In Perth, in Perth rally. You can understand that though. If, if you're How that unlucky. way inclined... You know, you, you want to know that, uh, you know, the buck stops with you, but mm. also, you know, victory comes at your hand. Yeah. yeah. And this is the reason why I think for me, I said it earlier, all I ever wanted to do, and still, I love all the parts of music, but playing in a band is my favourite thing love it? to yeah. do. Oh, yeah. Live yeah. gigs. Yeah. And we rely on each other. Yeah. And when we go on tour in a van... Everyone in our band has a job. Yep. Alex and I mostly drive. Pete's the navigator. Brett does this. You know, Spider does that. We yep. all have something. It's good camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And we're we're a little we're a unit. We're a footy team. I spent right three now. years on the road with uh, Roger Rodison, and I didn't oh, yeah. I didn't realise he was a psychotic murderer. <laughs> and so ten years later, I said, "Fuck it, out. You pick a family. We can't pick a family." <laughs> Holy fuck! I didn't know. Now he's in jail, jail for thirty years for murder. Yeah, yeah you shared hotel rooms with him too, didn't you? I didn't you? know he was psychotic. Jesus, fuck! They yeah. could have put a pillow on your head, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. to muffle the gunshots. Three, three cheers to Mark Jackson employing him. Him and Topper Reed. How's that? Oh, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, yeah, I mean, Pat Cash, obviously fairly influential. Yes, so yep. he got us yep. our first deal, actually. What um, first record deal? Yeah, it's, it was more like a distribution deal. Okay. Yeah, with um, Classic Rock Magazine. So, yeah, he, it was all he's doing. We've yes. had a few good people help us along the way. We had um, 
He's not practicing coming forwards, the old Pat Cash. Yeah, I know. I did a commercial with him in 85. Um, yeah. Australia's Wonderland. Yeah, right. And he goes, so I thought he was going to pump me up again. He goes, yeah, Caps, get out. How are you, mate? He goes, you know your record? I said, yeah, number one, just come out. He goes, oh. he goes yeah. I was just speaking to him to say, I liked it. He goes, I go, yeah, what about it, Pat? He goes, didn't, didn't like that. <laughs> and I said, I didn't give a fuck, mate. I was a million in the 80s. I didn't like it either, but it's like 1.2 million, Pat. Well, uh, clearly Pat Cash's taste in music didn't really sort of manifest properly until nah. he encountered Electric Mary. Correct. <laughs> then he came good. So I, I, I spent one day with him. He's a very good person. I haven't spoken yeah. to him for a while, but uh, yeah, he, he, he came on a couple of... Uh, let's say not. Let's not say tours, but he came to some shows in Europe that we were playing at, and um, he was a ripper, man. One of his mates carried down the street and into the band room. This guy had money. I don't know who he is. A Les Paul that was owned by George Harrison. Shit. Mick Ralphs from Bad Company. And somebody else. Now, when he was telling the story, like, and I touched it, I said, is there any chance? I, oh, I play it, man. It's just a guitar. <laughs> no, it's not just a guitar. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Let's yeah, pour it original. felt like every Let's other original, was it? But George Harrison had had his fingers on it. Ah. Mick Ralphs. I want to say maybe Peter Green. Yeah. It was this, it was this guitar and I've read stories of these. All those guys back in the day, your Claptons and all those, they used to just give each other these guitars. And but yeah. they're famous guitars. And share them. And care. some yeah, they share them. Like they go through a few different people. And maybe they never get back to the original guy. And someone just keeps it. And sometimes ah. they do get back to the original guy. It's like it was, um it was I, mad. I was saying to uh, Simon a little while back I saw that uh, Dweezil Zappa's got Hendrix's fire guitar. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the strat that he set set fire to. Yeah. Yeah. In that same New York thing, LA, I went to the Zappers' house with Jack because he used to live with the Zappers. Yeah, right. Right. And, um, you know, this is part the of... the Cappers, the Zappers. The Zapper Cappers. <laughs> this is part of my learning about music um, and, and how to be... Um, confident within yourself, but not, you know, overly confident or stupid. Yep. Now, a few things, a few people have said things to me. Jack was the first one. I really love what you do, Buffhead. That's what he said to me. And I go, what do you mean? <laughs> Did he? He said, because you don't know how you're doing it. You're just doing it. Yep. You're not taught. You're not a learnt musician. You just... It's coming out and yeah. you're just doing it. So I love that. Something pure inside you. Yeah. I also met little Stephen, Bruce Springsteen's guitarist in our other band. And he, we went to this party and he called, he put his arm around me, he called Bruce Springsteen over and he said, Bruce, I want you to meet a mate of mine, Rusty, fucking great songwriter. Of course, nice. I've pooed my pants. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've boss. sold 15 yeah. records. Yeah. <laughs> Not that he cared. Yeah, you know, he said hello and shook my hand and whatever. That's a moment. When yeah. I woke up the no next morning, I, I swear to you, I said, if that's what he thinks, yep. then fuck it. That's what I am. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that doesn't mean I walk around going, I'm the best song. Because I'm not. But it's a big rap, little Stephen said to him, he's a great songwriter. That's, that, that's like the end of Babe, isn't it? That'll do, pig. 
That'll do. <laughs> we didn't say that to me. <laughs> that's a good feather in the no, cap, but, mate. But, but that's, that's where it's at. I mean, that's um, that's that's royalty right there, mate. Yeah, but you know, I've never really seen Little Steven again. Yep. I've, ne- I've definitely never seen Bruce Springsteen again. Um, but those those things, they they sit with you. It's, it's, I remember that story you told mm-hmm. us, Russell, um, three months ago. Because he won't tell you because he's not arrogant like me. But <laughs> Russell, Russell played with a white snake. Right, he, he warmed up before White Snake overseas, and Cavadale oh, said to him, "Cavadale come and saw him after his gig and said, that's a hard act to follow. Mm. That's a fair rapping.' Did he really? One of the biggest bands in the world. It was David um, Coverdale said mate. that. Oh my you, you're half right and half wrong. Remember you told me the story? I did tell you the story. So Coverdale said, "Fucking great show." So we weren't allowed to meet him. I got a stiffy after that. He walked in our band room and said that, and just did a U-turn and left. That's it right. was the keyboard Pretty player. Good. Timothy Drury, who also played with the Eagles. Yep. How's that, Tony? And he said what, and he said what Warwick said. And yeah, I, and I was great. like, he mate, was the my, one. My knees would go weak if I heard that from someone like that, yeah, to be honest. He was the one who got us to Europe. The yeah, keyboard player of White Snake said, I really like you guys. He'd only just seen us play for 30 minutes. And Russell's yeah. not here He goes, it. I'm going to help yeah, you. Yeah. I'm going to help you. I how don't know that? how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to. And we went to Europe. It's a huge it cost rapidness. us 20 grand. We only played two shows. Yeah. It cost us 20 grand. Yeah. We went home. Yep. We out got of, home and we, we had 15 shows booked, you know, for a little bit down the track back yep. in Europe because people saw us at White Snake yep. and yeah, no. went, who are these people? Yep. Yeah, opening the door to a pretty That's big great, audience right there. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there is something common between those bands. I mean, there is something pure about both of you. Yeah. You yeah. know, that... Uh, you know, an audience is going to connect with. Yeah. Well, it's people playing. It's people playing their instruments for a start. Very, very well. For a start, that's hard. Yep. I mean, I, I imagine for a, a, a kid now in the in the world we live in, they can just press a button on an Apple computer and it'll play a G and a C sharp minor for yep. you. Yep. Yeah. You don't can, have to do anything else. They can cheat a lot, can't they? Those. They can cheat. They still come yeah. up with melodies. There's no uh-huh. doubt about that. One of the great bands I saw was uh, oh my god I've forgotten his name. Who's married to Beyonce? Uh, Jay Z. Jay Z. Right. We went to U two and Jay Z was a support band. And uh, a friend of mine said, "You know, I'm taking my son, so we've got to go early to watch Jay Z." I said, "Jay Z, there's no way on earth I'm going to that. <laughs> there's no way I'm going to see a guy standing going wow 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 wow." He goes, well, you got to go because he wants to go. <sighs> Rolling my eyes, he rocks up with an eight-piece band and it was unbelievable. Great. I saw him before you too. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, it was before you yeah, did. Yeah. He, did a few, was, he did a few songs with Linkin Park. Remember? Oh, my. Uh, that was Empire State of Mind. All live. these people were wow. players. Was proper. it sick? Yeah. Oh, it was incredible, dude. Yeah. It was incredible. And, I, and I'll tell you how... I know for me it was incredible because I rock back and forward when I like something and I know I do it. I just start going like that. Yeah. Do you? Uh, yeah. yeah I, I just, I know. It's like a little man goes, you like this, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Jay-Z Live was incredible. What a band he, he, he brought with him. Yeah. Amazing. That was phenomenal. Um, Rusty, it's been incredible having you here. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure that we could... 
we could probably have you back a half a dozen times. We'd never run out of stories. I should come back again and let someone else talk. <laughs> no, I like it. No, no. I love um, your stories. I know. Once you get me talking, though, I, I like mean, it. I've, got, I've got the same story. You're not as bad as Lisa's girlfriend, Janice. <laughs> <laughs> she could talk to fucking, like a fucking chair, remember? You've had an hour and a half warm-up with her. And you got fuck all words in. I said, sorry, sorry. She's actually, the, she's actually the cousin of a friend of mine. Lucky we love her. Believe it or not. Lucky we love, lucky we love the girl. Yeah. Oh, lucky she she's doesn't the listen to the podcast. Shit, no. <laughs> uh, um, it's been just incredible having you over. The stories are fantastic. You're a, you're a true uh, legend of the Melbourne music scene. You've been, you've been doing this a long time. And He's true iconic. Anybody that's been around in this business, in this town, you know, anybody that knows you or knows of you, the respect is just through the roof. You're, you're a yeah, everyone we had here, they all love Rusty, don't they? Everyone loves Rusty they and love uh, Logic Mary. It's easy to see why you're um you're you're a really uh, generous individual with your time and um, great Thank stories. You. And, and when he play when he plays next, make sure that all the public gets along in Australia. Yeah. So before we do let you go, Thanks Rusty, I, I know you've had some stuff that's been postponed and cancelled due to what we're going through. But what's in the pipeline? What's coming up? Um. Maybe to if, it, if December, it's real, January? absolutely nothing. Um, we've got a new. We'll have another song out in. It's just getting mixed at the moment. Probably about six weeks, maybe. Okay. Yep. So it's just songs at the moment. We've postponed all shows till around April, and we'll see what goes from there. Yeah. Okay. We have had some chitter chatter about Europe in September. Okay. Yep. Is but, that? But like, how can like I tell people? Your own shows. Yeah, yep. we had it. We had shows with the darkness. Oh, two years ago and last band. year, yeah, and that Are was going to be a oh, they're great, band. you know, like a bucket list thing for me because yeah. I love the darkness. They're, they're one um, of my favourites too. It didn't happen. Doesn't matter. Um, but we have had chats with doing some things, not with them, back in Europe again in September. Now I can't tell the people yes right now because yep. I wouldn't have a clue. You but uh, you got uh, uh, the website is electricmary.com. Yeah, yeah. You you put up on the website. Yeah. Let the yeah. fans know. We're going to be sharing all of the bands, uh, you know, information on all of our social pages. So anybody that uh, wants to track down Electric Mary and what's happening in the six or so weeks when you release the next single, you think you might jump back on the show for a you know a chat and talk about Absolutely. the show. Absolutely. We'll we'll Absolutely. play the song on the play the song on the podcast. Yeah. Yep. I've just signed up. I just signed up Rusty for memo. memo. So if you want to message all around the world. Birthday, greetings, divorce, bar mitzvahs, baby, <laughs> baby arrival. I get on board. Bar, get on board. I played at a bar mitzvah once. Get on board with the Rusty and Warwick Kappa. Goes worldwide. A lot of money going around those events. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've just signed him up ten minutes ago. So that's fantastic. Make sure you make sure you ring him up and get, actually get on, the, get on the memo app. Actually, the same place I did the bar mitzvah, I played at Razor Ray's wedding. Really, the umpire Razor that, Ray. Classic. You remember. Um, is it Quackenbush that goes up those little cakes? Yeah. He didn't have that, but he had a pyramid of pineapple donuts. That was his wedding cake. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. I did a bar mitzvah two, uh, three years ago in, uh, in Hawthorne. And the guy, and the guy spent um, 1.2 million on the party. He flew a basketball team out from uh, Croatia. Did. Can you believe it? Of course they really? did. What sort of what sort of coin you get for that? Ah, oh, lazy five. It's <laughs> over <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> That's bloody great money for ten minutes. Yeah. Wizard, uh, before we come back for our final segment, what do you say we play another song by Rusty in the band? Yeah, that's gonna be great. Which one do you want to play? We'll stick around for more of the uh, T Wiz podcast, everyone. We want to thank Rusty Brown from Electric Mary. Available on all streaming yeah. platforms, or go to electricmary.com. This is the song "Gimme Love." Yes, Give me Rusty love. Brown. We love you. We love you. Goody.
Oh, that was shit. Oh, that, actually, that, actually, that actually gave me blood. It gave you blood? Yep. I thought I was 16 again. I thought I was listening to Simon again. I was popping the toilet once again. <laughs> just like three weeks ago with the Van Halen Lee break. Unbelievable. Yeah. Two icons in the garage. You're so, fucking beauty. <laughs> now, now there's three. I'm here. Rusty, uh, Rusty Brown is a hell of a storyteller. That's because he's done so much. He's, he's, got, he's got a lot of experiences. He's travelled the world with iconic bands, so it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not bad. He's a, a pretty special individual, and the band Electric Mary, Mary are, a, are a fantastic live act. So when, yeah, when you go and see him, every member is, is very talented. They really so are. Can tell. But Simon's sitting around, still sitting around the Kappa Cave with a guitar in his hand. Simon, why don't you pull up a mic here, mate? I'll, um, okay. I'll, 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 I'll plug this thing in. Enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you I, think of me, I Simon? just found this classical guitar in the corner. Look, just for, uh, for, for people to get an understanding of what we're dealing with here, that's a... Uh, just, just one of my many. What would you say? That, that was one of my gigs, and I, and I actually uh, drew me own ticket out, so I said, oh, fucking take that. <laughs> I couldn't believe it because I, I didn't charge my parents' money because it was a fundraiser and actually won second prize. That's all right, Fantastic. Like so that. you won it? Yeah, yeah. You won it? Awesome. I, I, put, I, was, on the, I was on the lucky dip. I, I was doing the prizes and I put my ticket out. I said, I'd be keeping that. <laughs> it's a bit of a beaten up old uh, classical guitar. It is. Is it, it is. Uh, is it staying in tune? So it'll be in tune enough, I think. That's close enough. Yeah. What do you got, what do you got for us, mate? What do you got for us, mate? Well, Van Halen played some classical guitar, actually. Not many people know that, but he did a couple of little classical Spanishy sort of ditties. I could probably have a hack at one of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put your lead break on in the hour upstairs. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's, let's have a listen, Simon. Here we go. What, what, what is this, mate? This is just a little that Spanish classical guitar Van Halen intro. Beautiful. To one of his songs on an right. early album. Aren't quite right on that thing, are they? Hey. <laughs> hey, yes, Simon Hosford, mate, he, he could, mate, he could get a kid's drum kit and make it sound good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hold on a sec. No, where is it? Hey. There it is. Yes, there, there it is. is. There it is. What's hey, um, what's beginning hairy hands to get drugs? <laughs> <Boom. laughs> Your mother on the line and washing. Boom. <laughs> hey, Simon, you want to just adjust this mic stand for yourself, there, mate? And all that. And then here we go. That was grass. How's that, grass how's that sound? Testing yeah, yeah, good. Testing winter. Pretty good. Yeah, good. Good. Sounds good to me. Yeah, mate, that was uh, that was pretty pretty good stuff there, buddy. Thanks. Yes, that that, that old uh, nylon strings. The action's a bit high. It's a bit hard to play. Yeah. But that's all right. <laughs> Those uh, strings could hold up the Harbour Bridge, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Simon. Simon, yeah. what do you reckon your epic gig, uh, epic gig over the last thirty years that stood out for you, where you played in around the world? Uh, like top two, something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, playing in um, playing to ten thousand people a night in Brazil with men at work was pretty good. That oh, was, yeah. yeah I that met that was. guitarist at the pub once. And yeah, he kept tagging me. 
because no one knew him. I said, I know, you mean it work, but you're not the lead singer, mate. <laughs> just get up and get the drinks, mate. Yeah, just get up. Not a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. He was up in the guitarist, yeah. Yeah, cool. Good band, yeah. Awesome. That would yeah. awesome. What year, what yeah, year were you over in Brazil? I was there a couple of two, two different years, actually. The first one was 96. You're right. I think. Gross. How old were you then? You'd be 23. I had my 21st birthday over there. Did you? It was horrible. Yeah, right. In Brazil? No, not. Uh, no, I know, I know. I've, I've been to Brazil. It's. Uh, I wouldn't get home. I live there. Lots of caipirinhas. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's good. You know Sugarloaf Mountain in Rio? Yeah. Yeah, I climbed that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, when uh, we were staying over there in Rio, my, my ex-wife now had uh, made me promise that I didn't do any life-threatening challenges. Yep. Because uh, when we're traveling the world, I had a habit of... Uh, trying to find all sorts of adventures. Yes. And so I said, no problem at all. But I said, I really want to do some rock climbing. So I got on the internet and I found uh, that, pow- I think it's Power de Asuka, it's which translates to Sugarloaf Mountain, yep. if you said it correctly, <laughs> which I didn't. Um, Where was that, mate? That's in um, in Rio de Janeiro right. in Brazil. Yes. So I, I got up in the morning, I, I had a look, I, I called this guy who's doing these climbing tours. He said... Have you got any experience? I went, well, yeah, I've fucking kicked ass at the indoor joint. But uh, he said, well, he said, if you're prepared to give it a go, I'll take you. And I said, no problem at all. So I met him there. I got a cab there in the morning before the, the missus got out of bed. Uh, put on these climbing shoes that were about two sizes too small for me. So I was, the toes were curled over the top of each other into a point. And we'd begun the climb, and it was about 150 metres off the ground, like a vertical, mm-hmm. where you know we're hammering in the, the, the little uh, metal spikes and clipping ourselves to them and then belaying each other from Scary. clip to clip. It's about 150 metres up where I thought, yeah. fuck, I've, uh, I, I may have done myself in here. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, after however many hours it took, 430 metre ascent straight up the wall. Wow. Um, ah. So if you're ever looking at photos of Rio de Janeiro, there are there are two, well, there's a f- few iconic mountains. There's the one with, uh, uh, you know, um, Cristo Redentor on the top, mm-hmm. the big Jesus. And then the other one is... How, got, long, how long was the trick, mate? An hour? Oh, no, no. It was about four hours. Yeah. Because yeah. I did it as rock when it was open. Yeah, right. I lost, I lost half a case, like, straight up. With Jane, I shit myself. I was only 15. <laughs> yeah. I made it. That was great. Great view. Okay. Yeah, it can be... Like, Climbing, yeah, rock climbing can yeah. be uh, can be quite brutal, and it, physically it was one of the hardest things I've done. And um, but when you see photos of Rio, the Sugarloaf Mountain ranges, there's the two sort of triangular mountains that peak straight out right at the water, and they've got their chairlift cars, the cable cars going. So you go from the ground to the top of one mountain, yep. and then the top of one mountain to the top of the second mountain. Yep. And when you look at it, the sheer face below the chairlifts is the wall that we climbed. Um, I did Mount Warning once in Queensland. That was great too. Really? That's a big climb. Yeah. Yeah. It's about three hours. Yeah, right. And then, and then four weeks later, a poor guy camped, camped up there with a girlfriend for an anniversary and he had a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I yeah. organised my, my missus to, to basically jump in a cab when she woke up and come there around about midday, give me a few hours to get to the top. And she was waiting there for me when I got up there. And she was a little bit dirty on me for doing the climb, you know, because it was a little bit more intense than even I expected. And I jumped online to try and show her photos to say, look, you know, it's, it's really cool. And I, I did a Google search 
of people climbing the mountain. And the very first photo that came up was a guy dangling from a rope dead <laughs> with, uh, with the uh, paramedics like dropping down to get him off the rope. Wow. And wow. I'm like, okay, well, maybe <laughs> that wasn't imagine, the best photo. Imagine, doing, so, imagine doing something like Mount Everest base camp. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's, that, that's a whole new level. Yep. Unbelievable. I think she was just upset because you promised her that when you're in Rio, you wouldn't get sheer faced. <laughs> oh, really? yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There it is. The son was in dad's bags when I was in Baghdad. Chepskas, <laughs> <laughs> boom. There we go. Oh, there it is. Oh, mate, you can you can throw in the condescending one more time. I've got want. more lines of it in those fishing boats. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you call a great jumping out of a plane at 30,000 feet? Condescend- Simon condescending. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you call, what do you call a guy with no legs and no arms and you're in the water? Bob. Bob. Boom. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't know whether we'll give a boom tish for that one. What about this one? What one? What do lesbians and seals have oh in common? What do lesbians and seals have in common? No. They're both choked on plastic. No. Caps goes boom. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Keep going, Tony. No, I just want to create a little bit of an air gap so we can cut that out. <laughs> Tony, sorry for talking while you're interrupting. No, that's okay. Continue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. sorry for talking while you're interrupting, Tony. I know, it's very Get rude on with of the you. Mate. Very rude of you. I've got people to entertain. Have you? Well, look, look you know, we, we certainly wouldn't want to entertain our listeners in the meantime. <laughs> uh, so coming up on the show, Wiz, we have got Jack Levi, otherwise known as Elliot Goblet, and Chris Franklin coming up real soon. Shit, I'd work with him. Funny, funny prick. That's going to be fantastic. Once again, as we said earlier, Simon Hosford, Jason Vorher, and John and Paul O'Brien as part of the Band of Brothers that uh, are going to be coming on to celebrate the release of uh, a new single called... When the night comes, it's uh, going to be an absolute cracker of an evening. We've got our Crimes and Crazy show coming up on Halloween. Make sure the fans Google Simon's uh, podcast from Mount Harland's Tribute. We certainly Dude, will. What's that email again? Podcast address? I can watch that. Oh, that one's, yeah. We'll, put the, we'll put the link. Yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll, it's, it's on YouTube. We'll put that up. We'll yeah. throw the link, the YouTube link on our T-Wiz we'll uh, social. We'll have a listen to that later. So yeah, at yeah. T-Wiz podcast, T-W-I-Z podcast. You'll yep. find us on Facebook. You'll Shoot find up. us on Instagram. Twizpodcast.com is our website. Uh, like I was saying, our Crimes and Crazy show for Halloween. We are just waiting on final approval now to have an ex-homicide detective come and join us on the show for Halloween Saturday night. Well, the Saturday night of the uh, weekend be, of Halloween. That could be Ronnie Knowles and Homicide Show. Uh, you never know who it Caps could be. Know, Caps knows him too. There will be a little bit of anonymity associated with the show and you and I will have to enter into non-disclosures. Yes. Warwick. I've been solving crimes for years. <laughs> See for my ex-wife's underpants. I said, where has she been? That smells like a fishing trawler on the Gold Coast. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is I don't want on. any part of that. <laughs> There's some good basketball plays in the NDA. <laughs> there right. certainly is. MMDA? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, that could be an incredible show, having a former homicide detective on the show to share some stories where the names and places will be changed, but the facts will be separated from the fictions. I reckon in three weeks we'll get my old mate Sam Newman on. Because you know, If we can get Sam on, that I, would be I got his Christmas. podcast number one, so he owes me. Then Sam, if you're listening, and he owes me. We brick. know you're not, but 
Let's Sam, pretend you are for a moment. Sam's had that much prostate surgery when he cries, the tears run down his back. <laughs> Caps goes boom. Caps goes boom. We can't have a T-Wiz podcast without Caps going boom. Shit, no. This week, it's been the incredible Simon Hosford from um, Fair Warning. Fantastic. We have had the unbelievable storyteller, the front man from Electric Mary, Mr. Rusty Brown. Two of the best in the world. The high-flying special source from the Sydney Swans, the wizard, wizard Mr. Warwick Kappa. So when all the listeners, I wish me luck for Tuesday surgery, and if I'm if I die, you won't see me Saturday. <laughs> it'll be the Tony T. It'll be the T show. No, the, one, no one will give a fuck. <laughs> It won't be the tea, Wizzle. It'll be the tea show. They'll, they'll say, who the fuck is tea? I'll say, Mr. T's cousin. <laughs> Mr. T. <laughs> Nikki D, shut the fuck up, mate. You've been told you do not talk. Shut up, Nikki. Kappa, seriously, I know that there's a 50-50 vote here, but can we get rid of this? Yeah, week? I've had enough of him. Bend over, mate. I'll drive you home. You know what we're going to do? Next week, we're going to bring Nikki D's dad on the show. And we're going to get him to explain to us why his son is a fucking waste of space. What do yeah, you think? He's made it hard for us the last six weeks. He's done fuck all. <laughs> At least he bought the microphones because I've done fuck all too. But so I'll give him that. Yeah, but you bring all the star power, mate. That's true. You do, don't you? <clears throat> yeah, I bring, I bring all the listeners. You, you do. Have you bring three, the listeners. They've got 3.8 million fans. <laughs> and they can book me now on Memo or Cameo. Cameo. Yep. And also, they can also book Electric Mary. He's, he's, he's signing up tonight. You can. Rusty Brown's going to be on, Brown's gonna be on Memo. Warwick Kappa, Simon Hosford, thanks for being in the studio with us tonight. Jeez. Sending our love to you, Rusty Brown, yeah. Nikki D. This might be your last show, but thanks for everything you've done for us. <laughs> this has been the, the Big Quiz Podcast. Podcast and Big yeah. Davis Neighbour, Big 45. Yeah. Boom. That's right.